0: Welcome to Speaking of Wounds, brought to you by the Wound Care Learning Network. I'm Dr. Laura Swoboda. Today, we're talking about burns. A burn is defined as damage to the skin and underlying tissues caused by heats, chemicals, or electricity. According to the American Burn Association, each year in the U.S., about 450,000 people receive medical attention for burn injuries. 4,000 people die due to fire and burns, usually at the scene of the incident and 45,000 people are hospitalized for burn injuries. The leading cause of fire death in the U.S. is from fires due to smoking materials like cigarettes. Most burns occur in the home, involve less than 10% of the total body surface area, and occur in men. Burns are classified by assessing their depth. This can be assisted by the appearance of tissue as well as the amount of pain that a patient is experiencing. First-degree or superficial burns typically present as blanchable urethema and can be painful. Second-degree burns can present as both superficial partial thickness burns and deep partial thickness burns. Second-degree superficial partial thickness burns present as blisters or red moist areas that are painful and can take two to three weeks to heal. Second-degree deep partial thickness burns can appear wet or waxy and dry, They typically are painful to pressure only, require debridement, and will take over three weeks to heal. Third degree burns are waxy white, gray, or black, and painless except to deep pressure as the nerves and vascular structures have been destroyed. They usually will not heal without debridement. Fourth degree burns are wounds that involve muscle, fascia, organs, or bone, and rarely heal without surgical intervention. The depth and degree of burns is an important prognostic indicator that also assists with disposition decisions and treatment. The depth or degree of a burn may not be immediately clear, and burns can appear deeper or more severe after a few days. The severity of burns is not only assigned by the total body surface area affected and the depth or degree, but also the area of the body affected. Burn wound treatment aligns with generalized models of evidence-based wound care with a heavy emphasis on fluid resuscitation, early and serial excision or debridement of necrotic tissue, infection prevention, and pain control. Systemic reviews of burn patients have found no benefit using systemic antibiotics in the prevention of burn wound infection and toxic shock syndrome. A lot of clinicians think of silver sulfadiazine, also known as silverdine cream, when they think of burns. Silvadine is a topical cream that contains high levels of silver and a sulfa antibiotic. Despite its historical association as the most common burn treatment, some research has actually shown a significant increase in rates of burn wound infection and increased length of hospital stay with its use when compared to the use of dressings or skin substitutes. The increased rates of burn wound infection with silver sulfadiazine use could be due to decreased oxidative burst and decreased viability of activated neutrophils that has been seen with silver in a porcine model. In addition, silver has been found to delay wound healing by contributing to DNA damage, promoting the expression of stress-related genes that induce oxidative stress. Partial thickness, superficial, and deep partial thickness burns are known to be extremely painful. Clinicians should choose dressings that maintain a moist healing environment. Some examples of dressing types associated with decreased pain include hydrogels and hydrogel sheets. A micellular surfactant gel is available that can help clear necrotic debris from the wound. Xenographs, allografts, and autographs are common in burn patients. Dehydrated fish xenografts are a newer product that show promise in healing wounds. Veterinarians in California were actually noted to successfully apply fresh frozen tilapia skins to the paws of a bear with third degree burns from a 2018 wildfire. This was especially effective in that patient population as bears have been known to eat their wound dressings, which can contribute to intestinal blockages and other issues. Post-burn care includes management of common symptoms, including swelling, pruritus, and scarring. Severe pruritus can occur in up to 87% of adult burns and 100% of pediatric burns. It presents during wound healing, but can persist well after epithelialization and scar maturation. First-line systemic treatment for post-burn pruritus are antihistamines, followed by other agents such as gabapentin and hydroxyzine. Topical treatments such as aloe vera, cocoa butter, colloidal oatmeal, silicone gel sheets, and topical glucocorticoids may also be effective. In conclusion, the American Burn Association recommends burns on the face, hands, major joints, and genitals, or those involving more than 10% of the total body surface area, as well as other criteria, Warrant referral to a burn center after stabilization of the patient. Most minor burns can be treated in the home or wound center by adhering to evidence-based wound care recommendations.